Premier League the top 10 players in that league are not English there might be one or two or three they want to do a European Champions League final in Las Vegas or something should we do oh my gosh should tell him <laughs> tell Super Sub hey Las Vegas we'll win a game 2-0 and then and then do do penalties afterwards anyway <laughs> just because well, you you're right yeah you're not contracted to the national team oh and you know, for me, in the first place, the fact that you have to be paid to play for your country, I think is a bunch of crap. You shouldn't be getting paid to play for the country. You shouldn't. Asmus Hoyland has been signed for one reason and one reason only. Is Eric Ten Hag has a very specific philosophy in his game. And players need to meet that philosophy. And there aren't many strikers that are good all round in the way Rasmus Hoyland is. I see Mudrik ticking over. Mudrik uh, is looking very, very I think, good. Yeah, so he's I'm to goals now. I'm scared of this Chelsea side. Let me it's, tell you right now, under Pochettino, this Chelsea side, they're, 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 they're the ones to something. watch this season. I think... Pochettino had kids. Come I've on. Been, I've, and you I've couldn't, been saying this. You couldn't yeah, wake I've, anybody. I've been saying... But anyway, yeah, you're right. It's it's a big one. It is a big one. It's colossal. It's like it's 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 a million times big. Listen, I know it's my first time here, but you don't have to. Oh blow snap! It out. Sorry. Okay, cool. Shall we start? Let's start. We've already started. It's okay, ballers. You'll see why it's a big one. But first of all, thank you for joining us. As always, ballers, it's you're the most important people here. Otherwise, other important people, Len. Thank you for joining us again. Super Sub, thank you for joining us again. Inda. And, hey, there's a lot of ballers already upset because they can't see a certain someone on the but screen. But she's here. We can see her. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like, for a change, like, let us also enjoy seeing her more than you do. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The thing is, I was getting upset with all the comments. Exactly, like it's like Tepi, oh my gosh, Tepi like yeah, Tepi worldwide. Hey, Marco, keep quiet. Super sub, keep quiet. We want to hear Tepi. We want to see her. So we banished <laughs> her. We banished her to a ghost voice. Oh, wow. She's on the sub. On the bench. on the subs, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the We're winner super now? Sub. <laughs> super sub. Thank you for joining us, winner. super sub. And special guest. Thank you for joining us on Onside, Bratix. Pratix has joined us for DSTV Premiership Week. 
It's back. Football's yeah. back. Yo. Yo. Did you go to the did you go to the event? No. I caught it though. Did you go to the event, Tepi? No, honey, I did not. None of us. I know you didn't go to the event. What, what event? I was at the launch. No, the launch of the DSTV premiership. Oh, okay. You must yeah. wait. But it's the like you know where Brastiv uh, Ashapa Paneka is that what it's called? Panenka. Panenka, yes. Yeah, and, and then he scored. scored. Yes. Yeah. That, that was the launch. That that's yes. It was that that was the launch. Oh, okay. I was not there, but I saw that. Interesting times that we live in. Well, it is DSTV Premiership Week, and we have an expert. So we're going to talk mostly DSTV Premiership and PSL in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we start off with that? I think it's a good place to start. No, for we'll, sure. we'll get into a little bit of European football, but let's and start. And Banyana there. as well. And Banyana, of but course. But I'm still pissed off with that. I've got. Was I talking to you earlier on, uh, Super Sub, about my dissatisfaction or dissatisfaction? Banyana. With Banyana Banyana. No, you are not talking to me. Okay, cool. I'll mention it later on. Guess we'll have to hear what that is. Eh? Yeah. So, Brad Six, yes. let's, let's talk about... I don't want it to get too boring. But let's talk about some of the behind-the-football elements of the PSL. You've got a lot of great insight into that world. Mm. You know, South Africans, we've got a lot of distaste and distrust for behind-the-scenes in PSL. Anything, whether it's for individual clubs or the league or anyone involved that's not kicking a ball, we have this sort of bad taste in our mouth in general. Are we right to feel that way? You know, to be honest, I think it's, it's down to a lack of understanding what, what actually happens behind the scenes, like you're saying. Um, there's a lot of work that, that gets done in that space. And I think because it's not often talked about enough, um, it's taken for granted that mm. this is what clubs are doing, this is what chairmen are doing, this is what scouts are doing, admin, all of that. It's 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 a massive, massive operation. I mean, I'll make a I'll make an example. Just on match day alone, um, you know, you consider that you go to the stadium, kickoff is at three, the game ends after ninety minutes, but the planning that goes into that match has been weeks in advance. On game day alone, three hours before kickoff, you've, you've got a meeting. Pre-match meeting, you go through all of the kits, you go through the field, you work out ticket allocations, um, the grading, the level of the match, the risk factors, all of that. The day before, there's a meeting with Jock. The Jock guys sit, there's an evaluation. What's of the, Jock? Uh, it's the Joint Operating Committee. Okay. So these are the guys that manage the, 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 the putting on of a match. Um, they meet the day before, they go through all of the security, the safety mm. elements, the expected number of fans, all of that stuff. And the week before that, there's, there's meetings and, 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 and so on that go into it. So people don't really realize that. And they think that, you know, on the day, the game just happens, the teams arrive and, you know, you play the game, 90 minutes is done, everybody leaves. Even after that, over and above the cleaning up of the game, there's the doping controls that happen, there's... Uh, the stadium, there's, you know, lights must be switched off and a sweep must be done to make sure that nobody's left in there. So operationally, it's a massive, massive task. And then you have to do it again for, you know, for the next game. Yeah, it's 30 matches per season per team. So over the course of 10 months, it's 30 matches for each side. Do we take it for granted? And, and, and I'm going to throw it to, I'm going to throw it to you guys. Uh, the two subs. <laughs> Sub A, sub B. Sub A, sub B. Uh, <laughs> if you pass that. 
Um, do we take it for granted that, like, okay, cool, just by virtue of going to a soccer match, is we look at it as going to a mall to go buy mm. airtime. Yeah, I mean, we're oblivious to it. Bread, but we don't understand what goes behind. And even with a loaf of bread, actually, yeah, 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 there is there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that loaf of bread mm. ending up on the shelf. Yeah, that's true. It's a uh, very good point. Yeah, and I mean, basically, I mean, even if it's a loaf of bread, uh, whatever match it is, it's a product that is being sold to you. Mm. So, us as supporters, we're just buying the end product, which is what we we can only do. Which which rightfully comes with expectation. Yes. Right. So, so because. Prepare- at the end of the day, you're offering me a product or a service. Mm. I have expectation because I've met your asking price for that product exactly. or service. Mm-hmm. And it goes to the whole thing of like what Brad Tix was saying now, right? Uh, we complain like, ah, DSTV, so went to W ticket is 80 rand, it's too expensive. Yeah. Do we know how much goes into actually putting together that match? Well, ticket price means nothing in, in PSL terms because the what ticket price contributes to the total uh, turnover of the entire league, whether it be clubs, stadiums, it's the league itself, it's, it's nothing yeah. at all. TV revenue is a big one and sponsorship. And without the TV revenue and sponsorship, the league wouldn't exist at all. I mean, if you, if you look at the, the, the ticket price alone, that's 40 rand for, for a match, typical match. After CompuTicket or TicketPro take the three rand for the printing, and this one takes their seven rand for the paper, and that one takes their four rand for this, what the clubs get out of that, maybe three, four, five rand, once everybody's taken their piece. So it really doesn't do much for, for the revenue of a club. It's the same thing with, with, with shirts. You know, people think, oh, okay, well, we've bought the shirt, and the club is making money out of it. The Shirt sponsorship is already locked in. The club has been paid out of that. They've got their piece. So whatever now gets generated from a turnover, it's what the stores are getting because they've also bought in yeah. mm-hmm. to, um, you know, to buying from, from the manufacturer. So they get their money. The manufacturer has also got their money because the, the stores only get a certain amount of kit based on the amount of kit they've mm. been selling the mm-hmm. previous season. So people think, oh, no, I support this club. I buy the jersey. No, you don't. The club doesn't make any money from the jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a way. In a way, indirectly. But then, but then indirectly, the more jerseys... So if you do want to support your club, it is very important that you buy jerseys. No, because sure. that's what means a Kappa comes on board for Kaiser Chiefs like they did this season mm-hmm. with a fair amount of money behind it. What do you they think of know. the jersey, by the way? Just on I think it looks point. good. You know what the thing is? Has there been a bad Kaiser Chiefs jersey? Well, this one... Apparently, apparently I'm a Kaiser Chiefs hater. No, I'm not... I think it's the best jerseys in the league every season. I, I love the there's a there's an element of vintageness into it. Look, that's how it's been. It's how it's been built currently. It's, right. It's going back to the legends. It's you know. That's why they're promoting it with all those uh, yeah. legends. Yeah. Because if you if you think about it, the the so-called glory days of Kaiser Chiefs were in a Kappa jersey. Mm. If if mm. we're being completely honest, mm. yes, there was a League Cup here under Baxter. There was this, but was it ever sustained? They didn't sustain anything with Nike. So are you saying that Kaiser Chiefs are going to win the league now that they're under Kappa? Never. No, I'm saying... <laughs> I'm I don't see that happening. I'm just, you can't say never. You're just being realistic, though. No, but like, okay, cool. And we obviously going to start speaking about... It's a about great the, narrative. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a great it's, narrative. The, 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 the story would be nice. But mm-hmm. if you look at how everybody has 
almost put together the fighting squad, if I can put it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Par- what Pirates has done uh, mm-hmm. with the signings that, it, they, that, 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 that they did. Mm-hmm. After coming off the back of a strong season. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now they're not, they're not regressing. Mm. They're adding on to whatever they already have. We yeah. spoke about me and you on a random Tuesday or Wednesday over a phone call. We spoke about uh, Kapinga. Signing the for signing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good signing. Yeah, really an excellent good. signing. I think it's gonna add value. He just. But overall, Pirates have not lost. Uh, yes, uh, I saw Goodman left for Chipper United, right? Uh, on the loan, yes, yes. But it's he was let go, not because there's cover, and I don't think there's one cover. There's probably multiple covers for him. Yeah, there's in the position that he plays. And I think that's what that's what has helped with 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 the players that that Pirates assigned in this window. They've they've come into it off the back of a very successful season, second in the league, going into going into Africa, mm-hmm. two um, cups, two two domestic cups. They need to beef. They need to build. They need to be able to sustain that charge because yep. the reality is that Pirates, as a club, as a brand, over and above all the magnificent history and 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 everything that comes with it the importance of Africa to Orlando Pirates and to SA football as a whole, it's, it's, it's clear. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the first team to win the, um, the, the, the Champions, Champions League. league. Yeah. Um, they've been into the semis, quarterfinals repeatedly over mm-hmm. a sustained period of time. And, you know, whether you believe it or not, the additional spot for South African teams in CAF competition is down to the coefficient value and performance of Pirates sustained over the years. So... Africa is very, very important to Orlando Pirates. So with this now end of last season and being able to go back into Africa, they have to build. They have to beef up. They have to make sure that there's cover in, 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 in crucial positions. They need to like bolster, the yes. They have to bolster that. Yeah, with so, the extra mm-hmm. games, you have to. Yeah, yeah and the introduction mm-hmm. of, of, of Kapinga, I think you know, the, the fans are very happy with that. So it only means, it only means good things. And Chiefs, have they done enough business to actually be able to compete. And it also gives them less of a burden because they just have to fight for the for black domestic label cups, cup yes. And <laughs> then what? MTN 8. No, <laughs> come MTN8. on. You know. Not or what? Top four? Top six? Oh, yeah. If, yeah. And I'm not bashing Why do you speak of Kaiser Chiefs in that manner? It's as though you speak down on them. No, I love Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. Yes. Do you? Hey. I, I love all teams in this country. Some I don't support any. Look, I think they, they they went onto the market. You know, they brought Ranga. You know, mm. obviously still injured. He's not, he's not been featured on the on the friendlies. And that boy from Captain City, Danzani. Uh, Danzani, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, they've been after him. Yes. Wow. You know. So you can see their intentions, you know. Obviously, I mean, they've got a new coach. They need to... to to, to rebuild and all of that. And I think as a Chiefs next season, they might just surprise a lot of people. So squad for squad. Cause, cause you know I'm saying that. You know, it's, you, you're going into a season with a new coach that everybody has written off. If they can shake that off and turn it into a positive, I'm telling you, we're going to sit here and be surprised with what Kaiser Chiefs can do. Kaiser Chiefs seem to play with a heavy jersey, though, the players. 
they arrive at the club, a lot of them with a good reputation, you know, glowing. Uh, you don't sign for a, a club like Chiefs just mm-hmm. without merit. And, they just and then the, the jersey does seem to be heavy for a lot of players. In the same way a Manchester United jersey can look very heavy for a lot of players. And they just got rolled over recently in the township. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. By the township rollers, unfortunately. Look, you know, what, what you say is very true. Um, and, and again, I think it's, it's something that as fans we, we generally don't get. Because, like you're saying, you've paid the asking price for the product. You expect the product to be good. But the reality also is that the product that we're selling, we're not saying is going to be good. We're saying here's a product. Mm. It could be good. It could be bad. It's up to you to take the chance that on this day, it could well be that I'm getting a great product. But yeah. also understanding that yeah, the gar- might not be... The guarantees or the great. experience of things like clean facilities, safe facilities, things like that. That's the guarantees for your ticket price. Mm-hmm. The quality of the football is down to, to players. Down. It's on down to case. 11 men on the field. And yeah. mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you expect that they've done their preparation uh, and I'm sure a lot of players and managers and teams want to please their fans. They want to be successful for their fans. But there's a lot of factors. You know, there's also 11 men on the other side of the pitch yep. who want to please their fans. So there's a lot of that that goes on. And, okay, let's talk about chances and, and teams that, that we look at around the top of the table going to be doing well this season. Obviously, Mamalodi Sundowns, the expectation, the expectation is high there. Uh, looked very good in preseason. Yep. Did very well in Europe in preseason. Uh, they, uh, thingy, uh, there's a there's one of the Dutch teams that they played over the weekend. Eredivisie mm, side. Yes, yeah. and they beat them one 0 Yeah, yeah they, I mean uh, in that preseason tour they won three out of four and they drew, drew one. the other one. Yeah, so on a tour in in Europe. So mm-hmm. Sandan is a world old machine, guys. And I think to answer your question, Marco. I don't see much changes in terms of who's going to be contesting. I think it's still going to be Orlando Pirates, Sundowns, and I'll throw in Super Sport Super there Sport, as well. Super Sport, definitely. And me, I'm and throwing Swallows. Uh, well, for me, no, Swallow- they still have a lot of building to do. <laughs> I don't think Swallows is going to... No. I mean, they've just really found their wings now. But I don't I like think it. that they are going to be able to just jump in with a new coach and be able to perform miracles. I'm expecting them to finish in the top eight like they did last season. Mm. But let's not be too expectant when it comes to their performance. You just had to clip them, didn't would, you? Would you, uh, <laughs> would you say Chiefs are favorite then for the fourth spot? Because those, the, <laughs> no. you know, you're going to say Sundowns. You're going to say, I think Pirates are going to be the main pusher. Yeah. Of sundowns yes. this season. I think Cape Town Spurs might exactly Cape Town Cape Town City. City and Spurs, because you know, have you noticed how when a team comes into the top flight after fighting, you know, from coming from, you know, um, in this case, they're coming from the not Clad Africa, what do you call it now? Mozipe. There we go. And you see them come in there, and because they don't have that much fear because they've been able to conquer everyone else in their previous or respective um competition they come in there you know with guns blazing so Mm. you might see cape town spurs come in there and you know perform miracles because also but is mid table not miracles for them hey is mid table not miracles for them sean bartlett this week you'll Mm. know uh said that he has an impossible job on his hands yes there i I think also that's that's you know that's coach speak Um, okay mind games i think you know I, i i love sean he's a he's a great guy but i think there's there's also a certain element of 
um, you know, downplaying the expectations. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when you consider a team that has just come in, like, like Cape Town Spurs, there's always the thought that if anybody's going to be going down, it's them. Because you, yeah, look, at, yeah, you yeah. look at the level of, peri- of players that they've got. It's a lot of experience at the back, um, Clayton Daniels. But, you know, he's, he's a very, very seasoned campaigner. He's been in the league. He's mm-hmm. been at Supersport. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he is an older player. He's the Thiago Silva, as it, as mm. it were. Then you look at, you know, the guys that they've got up front. It's young guys, you know. It's, it's, it's the Radio Pioneers that were there on loan. And uh, who's the cup? Cupido, the striker Cupido, you see. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of young players. Cupido, Ashley. Ashley Cupido, yeah, yes. yeah. So there's a lot of young players that, you know, you, 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 you'd think, are they really ready to, to, to make that jump and actually lead the line and carry the hopes and, you know, and, and, and the expectation of a team that has just made it? So for him, yes, it, it's definitely a, it's a, it's a tough task. But if you look at the makeup also of his technical team, it's him. He's a former international. Mm. He's played overseas. You've got Nassif Morris. Um, he's played overseas as well. You've got Calvin Marlin, who's, you know, he's, he's a big name in the goalkeeping space, mm-hmm. uh, former international player as well. So they've got a very, very good leadership unit um, between the three of them in, in key positions. So I think that they, like, like Tippi's saying, they could surprise a lot of people mm-hmm. um, because the, the, that energy of we've made it, we're here, we're another Cape Town team, mm-hmm. so there's definitely going to be a lot of support for them in Cape Town. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I think mid-table, yes, it'll be, it'll be great for them, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they, they would really make a good, a good claim to push on the higher end of, of, mm-hmm. of mid-table than... Than, than mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yep. what, to, to what Tepi was saying, right, in a sense of, uh, remember when Royal AM, be it they bought their way or whatever, doesn't matter, but they came into the Premier League. They found themselves there, yes. Yeah, they found themselves there, right? And in the first season, they, 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 were shook, coming the, they in. shook the tree. Yeah. And that's what it, that's what it needs. You Charles know, you, did that when they came back broom. into the top flight. It's a new broom kind of yeah. early. You yeah. do it early. You win your, you know, you, you win your or, or, or do well in your first eight ten games. Suddenly you're you, you know, you're there and they're about. Mm. Yes. and then you need to maintain that because yeah. yes, there's obviously going to be a drop. The cream is going to rise, and your season campaigners are going to start to you know get into their rhythm. Teams that know the PSL know when to peak, know how to peak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they start getting into that space. But us who are young and new and start like a house on fire, then suddenly a decline. Are, you know, that could be the the key thing in knowing when to peak. You don't peak too early. Remember with Chiefs of Backstreet. lockdown. No, no, no. Uh, dope. Like they were. They were like they were on a trajectory, and they literally went down when it mattered the most. I when think it mattered the most. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Man. I think they just needed to win that game. That's all. They, they had one job basically. Look, if you remember Baxter's Chiefs that won the league in the first part of the season, they literally blew everyone out the water. They were in a comfortable place at the turn. Then, you know, they maintained and they dipped and they maintained and dipped, but they had set enough of a, of a, of a pace, of a benchmark that anyone else who was catching, even if they, you know, they were still... Yeah, the gap was too high. You guys are yeah, talking about Sundance now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the model. <laughs> that's the model. Yeah. Well, well, they make sure they get enough points in the first 10 games and everybody else plays catch-up. 
Yeah, true. Yeah, that is what I'd like to move on to the bottom of the now. table. Obviously, it's DSTV Premiership Week. Yeah. So, who are we talking about people that we think are in trouble? Ish. Royal AM. You think so? Do you think it's too much? But do you think there's too much problems behind the football? I mean, we spoke, this is the second time I'm bringing up yeah. behind the football. Royal AM always in the news for the wrong reasons. Administratively, they're not strong. And you Thank need you. a person that's going to be able to advise them as to how to go about it when it comes to ASU football. It is not a joke. It's not a game mm. either. Um, another team that also has not had the best press, and I think that also affects them overall when it comes to their games, is the Chili Boys, Chippa United. You know, they're always in the news also for not the best of reasons, and how they generally treat coaches has also affected them, you know, negatively. So I see Chippa once again just playing there by the relegation yeah. zone. But they always seem to... Which is big. That's, that's their home. Which is that's a very strong team. Number 15. Yeah, that's but <laughs> remember, remember last season, right? Mm. Uh, when we were speaking about like, okay, cool, new boys in a league. Mm. Richard Bay started like a house on fire. They did, mm. yeah. Well, They're a solid again, team though. The cream then starts to rise and suddenly you but also now see that, hang on, we're, I think you know, with, we can't sustain With Ajax, um, and I agree with uh, Brad Tick. Cape Town space. Oh yeah, Cape Town space. Because <laughs> we can't call it Ajax, obviously. Yeah. I think it's a little different because we, we've mentioned uh, Royal AM, we've mentioned Richard Bay. Those are like new kids in the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of administration as well, I mm. think they, they lack the experience and I think they don't have the right personnel. Mm-hmm. But with Cape Town Spurs, they've been there and I think their structure is more solid. Fair point. Mm. Fair point. You know, I Fair think point. coming into the DSTV, I think they're going to be like mm-hmm. a contender for, for a while. You know? Yeah, I think you, you sort of, like I said, they'll be very happy with mid-table and, if, and a sustained run in the Premier Soccer League for South Africa is is a good bit for them, considering they are new boys mm. in terms of that they've just returned. Mm. So, but they are the side that you think that you look at coming from the bottom, or the sides that also finished lower in the league last season that you think have the most to them. They have the most in the back room. They have yep. the most to them to at least. D- Give a fair showing. Yeah. Well, what what are we saying for Stellenbosch? And Stellenbosch no, is no, solid. That, that's, that's uh, a, Stellenbosch a, is a top six team. That's spread it. Yeah. Like, so again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> what do you mean spread it? Like <laughs> spread it. Oh, yeah. Rama guys. Anyway, um, Stellenbosch is 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 like the players that they're letting go, the players that they're signing, and. That that is that is a very well functioning machine. Yeah, it's a well very quietly machine. so, but very well functioning mm. machine. So yep. it's like it's like we were saying earlier on that you know when the board and the management of the club is together, everything trickles down. Perfect. Mm. So, That's it. Um, Stellenbosch. What are you saying about Chiefs? I didn't say anything. Okay, I'm talking about Stellenbosch. As a I let you like trouble. <laughs> like, As a unit, my surname actually means trouble. Should I start passing you your shovel? <laughs> like. Okay, so I think I think it's going to be an interesting season. I think it's a, an exciting one. I think everyone's excited for football to be back. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that the DSTV Premiership got a week in advance on the Premier League. So that it gets at least some first weekend attention, yep. and even I mean, there's Wednesday games as well next week, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that's 
you know, I think Chiefs are playing Chipper on Sunday, then they have another game on the Wednesday. Mm. It's a close set of games. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. He had to start with Chiefs, But that was wrong. So onto the, the we, we touched on signings a little bit, but this is uh, Super Sub's favorite one, losing players to MLS. Oh my gosh, are we going there again? again? Yo. Yo, stress. Yo. Cassius Mayalula, Toronto, Canada. Oh, I saw that. Congratulations yeah, to him. Yeah. According to him, Cassius is going to a uh, farmer's league. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, there's no football there. Let's be honest, you know. There's no competition. It's, it's, it, like I said, it's exhibition. It's, it's just a well-marketed league. It's, they're in it for... Well, when Toronto FC won MLS, what is it, uh, three seasons ago, four seasons ago? So then what do we uh, say they then? Had, no, yes, no, no, no. Drogba was in the other Canadian MLS side. Um, I'm trying to think of their name. It was Josie Altador was their main goal scorer. Oh. And they had Sebastian Giovenko that they brought in from Juventus, who's yes, an outrageously talented him. player. Yes, sure. Very small guy. And you know small guys are good in football because to make it in European football as a small guy is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. The talent scouts tend to try to push you out very quickly if you're too little. So you have to be a real star mm-hmm. in European football if you're a smaller guy. And they won't offer you any mercy, eh? No, they won't. So You're I, busy with <laughs> the fans today, eh? <laughs> Oh, hey, man. Well, okay, it's fine. So if you're saying that an MLS um, Super Sub is not really, you know, worth the conversation, then what do we say about the players, for example, Malula in this case, who decided to sign and go and play over there? Both, I think both Shongwane, because um, we've got a couple of players in the Jabula MLS. Yeah. Mm. Jabula Blom, Blom is well. also there, yeah. Look, we've got I mean, um, Kanakimang, who was the former Chiefs player, uh, who's now uh, a coach. Actually, he coaches Bradley, uh, Bradley, Carnell. Bradley Carnell, yes. Yeah, so... Are we me, saying, is it career suicide for them to go there? No, not necessarily so. Uh, for, I think for them, they are going in for, for different reasons. And I think we touched on it. Like, some players, like, uh, I think it's Ruben... Uh, is it Ruben Neves? No, Ruben Neves in the Saudi League, yes. Yes, what did he say when he was asked? He said him? he's uh, trying to get his family sorted. because That's what I'm saying. So there are different dynamics to these things, you know. Mm. Some people will go there to set themselves up forever, you know. So look at um, Mbappe. Money's not an issue with him. He doesn't even want to negotiate with the um, Saudi team. So there are, different, there are different dynamics to these things. So some players go there to cash out. And make sure that their families are sorted forever. Mm-hmm. And some, they'll be like, you know what? I'm a purist. I'm not going to go to that league at my age. Is MLS a step down from DSTV Premiership? Or is it a step down? Ah, are you saying it's a step down a from DSTV Premiership? Question. I or hear your are you saying that Toronto FC is a step down from Sundowns? I want to hear your answer. Look, um, because those are also two different things. A mm-hmm. step down DSTV Premiership versus MLS is one discussion. Let's mm. start there. Okay, so Sundown is a big club. Mm-hmm. You know... No, you I said let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that one. DSTV Premiership, MLS. Leave Sundowns, leave Toronto FC. No, I love DSTV Premiership. Okay. I'll rate it over MLS in terms of competitiveness. You know, MLS, I mean, you don't even get relegated at yeah. MLS. You know, what are we doing? If we, and then it's no, a East versus West. And then no, quality for quality. Come on, quality for quality. Look, I, I don't watch MLS to make a distinctive uh, <laughs> okay. opinion. You no, know, I'll be, I'll be honest. It's you fair. Know, point. But DSTV Premiership, 
I think for for Sundowns, I think it's a financially it's, it's probably a step up, yes. but from a footballing perspective, I think it's a step down. Where would but you look, rate the DSTV Premiership on the continent? Top five. Yes. So you rate it number one. It is. Okay. No, quality. Not money. Quality. Surely Egyptian League. Look, Probably. Moroccan League. I'm, I'm, I'm more inclined to say top two. Huh? Yeah. yeah. So, so oh, who's, a, who's above DSTV Premiership in African... Mm. It, it has to be um, Egyptian League. So for me, it's Morocco and Egypt but we also first. Have more then maybe, maybe us. Sergio Ramos has just joined Raja FC in in Morocco. in Morocco, and they finished fifth last season. It's Sergio Ramos, World He's Cup winner, multiple Champions out. Leagues what, what, what? to Morocco, out. not so Saudi League. What are we basing it on? You know, what are we basing it on? CAF success? CAF Egypt success and Morocco are the two most successful uh, countries. Where, where are the most CAF Champions League cities? Egypt. By, by a long by, way. Wow. By a strange. So we can't sit here and not... And not but but if, you, if you consider that, those CAF Champions Leagues that are sitting in Egypt are at one club. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not to say that all the other clubs are competing in the CAF Champions League. If, if, if it isn't for Al-Akhli winning Club of the Century, the 15 million Champions Leagues, mm-hmm. no one else is doing it because Zamalek's not doing it. Mm-hmm. Pyram- okay, Pyramids is new. They're not doing it. Um, Al-Kawun and all of these other teams. Nobody knows who they are aside from Zamalek, Al-Akhli. So, That's so Bratix, That's a good point. Wait, Bratix, if you're saying that now, to win those uh, those championship, right? You're not playing Egyptian sides. You're playing everyone else in Africa. And you are taking them to the cleaners. But he's saying one side is taking them to the cleaners. It doesn't matter. So which means they are better than everyone else. Yes. So, but it doesn't know, make on, the league better than everyone else when it comes exactly. to quality. Because if you consider, look at every single time that Egypt won AFCON. It coincided with Al-Akhli winning the Champions League. Mm. And 90% of the Egypt side that won AFCON Wait. is the Al-Akhli side. And the rest were in the Premier League. It's like the same thing that happened with Spain winning the yes. World Cup yeah. with like 90% Real Madrid, Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. It's, it's, it's one team that's doing it. It's Look, so, but that's a good point, is that we're talking about one side that's extreme quality. Now, does that quality determine the quality of the league? Or do you say a league is a good league based on competitiveness? And so, then, because we had this discussion with regard to Manchester City and the Premier League, which is considered the greatest league in the world. Mm-hmm. So let's look at it this way, right? We look at, because uh, Super Sub kept referring to Sundowns, right? Who's, who are the five key players at Sundowns? And are they South African? Um, no, Ushalili is not South African. Um, is not South African? No. Let's see. Give me okay, a second. Okay, Temba Zwanishapo. Okay, Temba, obviously. Kesha Zwanishapo. But who makes Sundowns tick? It's the guy that's in the goal. And whichever one you pick, not South African. It's the guy that's scoring the goals. Whichever one you pick, not South African. So translating that to our national success as a country, it's like, it's... You know, there's a book, and I love this book. If you're bolas, if you've got time or you 
There's a book called Why England Lose. Look at the English Premier League. The top 10 players in that league are not English. There might be one or two or three. Mason Greenwood, come on. Kyle Harvitz. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bukayo Saka. So uh, that, so that is also a fair point. Is, uh, but that does not... I think that actually strengthens the idea of the league being strong is the attraction of talent from other countries. 100%. You look at the Premier League, it's the strongest league in the world. I think there's no disputing it. They attract talent, the best, best talent from all over the world because they're the strongest league. And I think that is a very good marker for saying that the DSTV Premiership is at the very least one of the strongest leagues in Africa minus success on the continent. Mm -hmm. You know, but maybe with teams who are rolling their own league can come with a fresh, you know, the less competitive games in their league. And we see it with Real Madrid and Barcelona in the Champions League as well. They have less competitive games in their league than, than some of the top English sides. Mm. And they can walk into a Tuesday or Wednesday game a little fresher because they didn't play Brentford. And I'm not saying that as an insult to Brentford. I'm saying it as a big compliment to Brentford is that Brentford give you a tough game. And, it, you know, could that be one of the reasons harboring uh, South African club success on the continent? I, I, I'm of the belief that there's, there are certain teams that want to go over and beyond. Sundowns have shown, Orlando Pirates have shown, uh, Cape Town City have shown, mm. uh, Supersport United mm. Even though they're like, ah, we don't want to play Kev, but if we are there, we are there, kind of thing. But in fact, they, mm -hmm, yeah. they perform. They do, and get into given the position. circumstances. Yes. Because I was actually having a conversation with Gavin, um, I think a day ago, if not two days ago, and he was you know, going on about how tough it is also for a team such as Supersport because they don't really have the money to be buying players. So in most cases, he has to scramble. And, I mean, he's frustrated as we speak because he's still getting players. He's still training. He's still, you know what I mean? With like just a couple of days remaining before the season opens. So, you know, teams such as those that are really just run by the coach. The coach is a person that really has the best interest because it would have not been a successful one. And you're talking, you're talking about how, how expensive it is. Yep. You know, you know, you were saying now a super sport says, ah, okay, well, if we make it, we're there. But, mm. you know, maybe they'll do enough to, you know, win the, the, the home leg and, you know, lose the away leg yes. and, you know, cut their losses. It's a very, very expensive exercise mm -hmm. because if you consider the $1.5 million you get from winning the, the, the CAF Champions League, there's a portion of that that must go to Safa, to Safa mm. as the, the host federation. Those greedy mm -hmm. bastards. Okay. <laughs> as, the host, as, the host, <laughs> as the host federation. But winning it only almost gets you to break even because yeah. you've already spent so upwards much. of that just to get to the final. Mm. So to get to the final, you need to spend close to a million and a half US and then you must still win it. Whereas... The converse of that, a team like Alakli that's flush with money, they're anyway paying in dollars, they can easily fly around the continent on a dollar budget yeah. because ah. they can do that. Ah. So you're you saying we're so disadvantaged? Yes. Heavily so. If yes. you consider how difficult it is traveling from Johannesburg to anywhere on the continent already 
it's a challenge. But we're also not flying... AC Leopards is from Congo, but they're not in Kinshasa or wherever. They're in Dolisi, which means you must fly from Joburg. There's no direct flight, so you mm -hmm. must fly to, uh, to Dakar and then fly back to, 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 to Zaire, uh, to Congo rather. And then you must still get onto a bus and drive for three and a half hours to get to Dolisi, where they're based. And there's nothing they can do about that because this That's is where the club be. is from. Mm. And but then to get back... If you consider, which is why then, um, you know, fortunately the league is able to, to, you know, you can petition to say, listen, we're playing on Wednesday in Cape Town and then we need to leave to go and play on Saturday in Dolisi and then we must come back to play on Tuesday. We can't do that. Please can we postpone this Tuesday game and rather play on Sunday? Then they look at that and they say, okay, here, there's a gap here. That's why you end up finding on a random Friday. That it's a match. suddenly there's a match because yeah. everybody's trying to catch up because we've now accommodated the South African team that's had to get onto three flights and four hours of a bus to go and honor one fixture and then still be back in time. It's a massive it's a lot. You know, there was an interesting story that I heard. Uh, yeah. Sundowns, when Pizzo was still coaching them, right? Mm. They were playing Polokwane City in Polokwane. Mm. Yeah? And they were meant to go to one of the African countries. Like they went, they played, got in the bus, drove back, had a training session. Same day. Sure. Yep. Because you haven't got enough time to be able to still fly there, get there, have a training session, then play the match. It just makes sense. We're all here. Let's just train do this now. now. Let's yeah. get onto the flight. Let's go there. We'll, we'll rest. We'll stretch the next day. And, and that forms part of the recovery so that we can play. Because it's, it's, it's that difficult. Yeah, look, I mean, the logistics around it is very tricky. I think we touched on it uh, on some mm. other show. I, I think, Pratix, when we touched on it, we were touching it on, uh, on a, f a fence perspective as to how difficult it is. I think the conversation came about two-legged final. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, you yes, know. I remember, yes. So to say that uh, it's difficult for, 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 for fans to travel, we'd rather have it two-legged so that they can have a home and and then Been the home fans mm. get to benefit, and then mm. away the away fans get to benefit. You know, they want to do a European Champions League final in Las Vegas or something. Should <laughs> we do? Oh my gosh! Should tell him, <laughs> tell Super Sub. Hey, hey Las Vegas, we'll win a game two that, nil, that's and when then I'll stop watching and football. then do do penalties afterwards anyway. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they operate. Even though the other teams are going <laughs> and then you still lose. <laughs> Okay, guys, banyana, banyana, just for the sake of time, even though I'm enjoying this conversation. Uh, hey, Len, you look disappointed. I mean, I you know other, what I hate I about us sometimes? Speak. We Let tend to... I hate this, 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 this match that we constantly... Uh, yeah, we do that yeah, a lot. Eh? We depend on in case he doesn't do well, that means we are okay on the aggregate and, and, and... I mean, we have no reason to have not won the past two matches. Well, I think the Sweden match... Less so than the Argentina yeah. match. The Argentina match, it's so very disappointing to be in the driving seat. Yeah. And then can I say my view? Yes, you may. Sure. Can, can, before you go, okay. you go mentioned away. that... <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. okay. <laughs> before you have your point. Okay. So now are we going to absolve Swart because we've seen how the Swedish team play and then we've, we've seen how Argentina. Yeah, how they walloped Italy. Diaz Alap. I'm coming. I've got a theory. Okay. Yes. So 
Um, I think, I could be wrong, this is a theory, right? I think Andile was part of the the, the people strength. that were very up, outspoken about the money. Yes, she was, but she was the leader. Right? Mm. And I will sit here. Did you bring your shovel to help? Because I forgot yes, the money in the car. No, it's right here. Don't worry. Okay, Got cool. you. I think Desiree does not choose a starting 11. Mm. So it's coming from I think. Where? I think he uh, suffer from the guy that's sitting in the big office. Nazarek. So is that your theory as well, Bratix? No. So that's, that's, <laughs> that, I, think, I think that um, he didn't that's, bring a shave. That's neither here nor there for me. But yeah. my my view is that, like you were saying, you know, the fact that it hasn't been said that Andile is injured, and there's the rumor going around that she's the one who submitted her bank details first, and then they said, hey. This is the ringleader we're punishing, right? Okay. They could get away with that on the first game. But if they then go back in the Argentina game and they say, okay, come play, it then proves that the only reason she didn't play was because they were trying to make a point and they punished her. But if so, you want to make a point, make the point. 100%. But now to, to keep SWAT in, in the Argentina game, for them, it's okay. Because nobody's really expecting Banyan Ranyana to go and win the World Cup. So if they lose two games in the group stage, if they lose three, hey, so what? If they, if they pulled off a miracle and they won, then for them, for Safa, again, it's a case of, yeah, well, we've vindicated our decision. There's no need to bring her back because we've won without her. So either way... Oh, so they're in the driving win. seat. They're still in the driving seat. Either way, way, Safa is the one who way. wins so at the end of the day. Andile, for her faults, for her... Yay, bank you know, details. standing up and the bank details and whatever. She <laughs> She's lost that fight. Cool. She'll probably not play for the, the entirety of this of this World Cup. Yep. If Banyana, somehow the calculator works out and they find themselves in, in the knockout stage, she's not going to play because the, 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 the reality is going to be we have won with this defense and with this keeper. Swat is three games hot. Why are we going to take a risk with somebody who's been sitting on the bench the entire time? Yeah, so sure. no, she doesn't need to play. And Swat deserves to play in that game because she's got us here. It won't make sense that she's the one who doesn't get to play and then misses out on playing in a knockout because we're now trying to, you know, to smooth to balance things over. The scale. Yes. So yeah. Safa wins this thing whichever way you look at it. Banyana was never going to win the World Cup. Fine, so what? Doesn't matter. We've made our point. And we're sticking to our guns. Basta bon. That's it. That's it. Yeah, okay, look, looking forward to Italy. Yeah, look, uh, the calculator <laughs> is done now. Uh, it's, it, it's in our favor. We just need to win our last game. But here's the thing. Does Safa <laughs> want us to win our last game? That's what I'm saying. Because it sabotaging ourselves. Do you, really, being, guys, do you really, really think, and I'm, I'm being a devil's advocate here, do you really, really think Safa is that petty? Sure, yes. yeah. the they are. Yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to believe that there's some patriotism there. Never. Yeah. No. Safa is run. Safa House is politics, my friend. To a point where we will... I think, no, I think in their best interest... Because at the end of the day, sorry, Mark, at the end of the day, there were 11 players there in the field are absolving their performance because they have to go and deliver regardless. You know, it's, it's, it's like what, you know, what you're saying is, you know, whether or not the tactics are great or we believe in the coach's plan or whatever, at the end of the day, the coach is over there 
we are over here. Yeah. We're the guys kicking the ball. So 100%. They, they had the ball in their court. To, to we say, were 2 nil up, guys. They, mm-hmm. they, they threw it. Mm-hmm. They threw How do we blame Safa? Okay, cool. Uh, we, did, you, did you see some of the substitutions that were made? Did they make sense to you? Yeah, look, I mean, I guess, you know, there's, there's, been, there's, there's, there's been this narrative for the longest time that uh, there's a certain team in the PSL that certain people choose the starting 11 and what, what. I'm not going to say which team it is. You can say it. I don't, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, but I'm saying you can say it. But just you say no, it, you though. say it. Uh-huh. No, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to scream, Chief. Why must I say it? Don't scream, Chief. Yo, <laughs> hey, Chief. It's fine. Well, you raised it, so you might as well exactly. scream, right? The shovel yeah, is over there. Yes. So, okay. uh, another one. No, I'll scream. It's fine. But, like, it's we look at it that way. But we're sitting here and we're trying to absolve Safa because the girls, before they even left, Mm-hmm. There was an issue. Mm. A serious one at that. Even when they were there, Ziziko Otoa was still fighting with Safa just a week ago after the World Cup had started. Does it then now become uh, a matter of, okay, guys, the odds are against us. The only thing that we are left with is the field of play. Let's go and prove to the world that we deserve what we're talking about or what we're asking. Because if you look at, at a Nigerian uh, team, mm-hmm. they're the standoff with their FA. Congrats to them, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, but look where they are. Same thing with the U.S. women's national team. They, and they, they fought. And yeah. They had a standoff, and then they said, okay, you know what? It's the World Cup. Let's go. We'll sort this out when we come back. They went, they played, they won, they came back, and they said, hey, and don't you think there's an element of them knowing? That, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but don't you think there's an element of the girls also knowing that, you know, it's as though they put in so much effort to make us proud and they deliver, yet, and it's, it always seems as though Safa is the one that comes out tops, the one that's get, that gets applauded, but they really don't get anything, you know? So they're probably thinking you know what, we've been making this place shine, we've been a beacon of hope for so many, but at the end of the day, what exactly are we getting? It's from what, from what Tippi's saying, right? Look at So you keep on making this person shine, but this person does, doesn't give two Fs about you. Look at rewards in terms of national teams. Ne? Springboks, top-notch. Mm-hmm. Can't even touch them. I'm not sure about their match against Argentina, but okay. Ah, they won. Mm. That's fine. Uh, Mm. But what did they do? They won. They won, Oxala. Yeah. Yes. Bafana, Bafana, psh, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. But they still get sponsorship, yeah. right? Uh, Ten Bet just signed with them recently. Oh, Ten Bet also signed with uh, the other team. I forgot them. Golden Arrows. There we go. Mm. Uh, which is also something strange. Since when do we have uh, betting companies sponsoring PSL teams? It's really about money at the end of the day, babes. It was a very contentious issue, that one, for the longest time. Yeah. But sports betting is where the money is for football. No, granted, I get that. Uh, But I'm saying, in our local league, it has never been a thing. No team has ever been sponsored by a betting company. Then those gates have been opened. By Golden Arrows. Just as England's closing days. No, City did. And they were told not to. And that's when they went to the banking, that other banking, which was also an issue again. <sighs> okay. 
Today I've got too many shovels, yes. Yeah, no. Oh, we can see it, bro. Anyway, I'm so I'm and there's nothing wrong with it. And, I'm and and that's right. You you've got the right to feel that way. But I just don't want us to 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 blame Safa in everything that goes wrong in our footballing. Why yeah. not? We I have, like it. I'm here for it. Yes, I'm getting on board. Let's let's fit together. No, I'm saying like the there's more an element the players also need to take accountability. But they are aggrieved, like I am. And like, they just have to, like you're in the starting 11, you're playing because like, ah, well, well, I was chosen, let me play. No, but you see, the thing is with that, they could have also just said, you know what, we're not getting on the plane. Yeah. That's the best way. They could have, they could have said that. Yeah. But they didn't. They didn't. So as a player, if you get chosen for the national team, you can say no. Oh. You... Well, you within your right. Yeah. You're not contracted to the national team. Oh. And, you know, for me, in the first place, the fact that you have to be paid to play for your country, I think is a bunch of crap. You shouldn't be getting paid to pay for the country. You shouldn't. That's you, contentious. Bro. No, it's but not it's, That's contentious. You, sh- you shouldn't. Okay. Look, football Speaking is... of getting paid for playing for your country and women's football... Mm. Seppi, you brought up a list of the highest paid players in Women's World Cup. Mm. And do nine you see of where they the all ten come from? are from the US. Nine of the ten are from the US. Yeah, and, and it makes sense because... They've invested in women's football long before anyone else. And, and, and aside from that, the, the, women's, the US women's national team argument was that we are carrying football or soccer in America. Soccer. Because soccer. they win all the World Cups. Repeatedly, they're defending this um, yes. this one now, mm-hmm. so they're hot. So they can make that argument and on their side hope. to say that they should be getting paid more. And the commercial value of the team is high. Yes, exactly. So it can be justified. It can be justified that they're earning that much because, like you're saying, the commercial value, the money that they're bringing in to the U.S. Women's Federation, to U.S. football as a national team, to SAFA, is a lot. Yes, the men are bringing in much more because sponsor, this and this and this, but their commercial value, their value proposition as a team, as a brand, is high. So they are getting what is due to them in that space. But does that mean because the U.S. women's national team is getting the pay that's commensurate to that, so everybody else should? Not really. Because is everybody else bringing in that... Hey, we're what? making far too much sense here. Let's quick delve into the world of <laughs> nonsense. The world of nonsense that is Saudi Arabian football. Who's going there now? I, I don't know. Well, first of all, uh, Fabinho, Riyad Mahrez, these are names that we heard were coming, were coming. Yes. They, those are, are completed. Yeah. Those are done. Uh, of course, now, uh, Victor Osinem, Napoli, mm. the hottest property in young strikers in yep. European football has got a big offer. Napoli received a £130 million bid from Al-Hilal. You know, for me, I think it's great. He must take it. He must secure the bag because I think he's had his hottest season. This year, last, this last season, that he's tapped, he was not going to repeat that. So... I mean, there was all this talk that, yeah, the Premier League, what, what, what. He, he had a hot season. And take the 130 and run. And also, it's not, from it's what Patrick is saying, uh, 
I don't see Napoli pre- being successful many, again. Yes, no. how many Premier League teams or Bundesliga teams that are hot or a PSG or whoever Nobody came went knocking. in for him? No one came knocking. Well, uh, there were inquiries from PSG but and Manchester were, yes. United, verbal inquiries. Yeah. And Napoli basically said, it's going to cost you lots. And then they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah, there was interest I, from Chelsea and Manu as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the bag or play for... Well, you... <sighs> Take the bag. If you're going to stay at Napoli, Napoli's not going to have another hot season. They had a terrific manager who did wonders and then left. Mm. Uh, Juventus have been told they're not allowed to compete in European competition and they were sort of like, oh no, we really wanted to play in the Conference League. They didn't want to. (laughs) They really didn't want to. They they didn't even appeal the decision. They were like, no, it's fine. We don't want to play. That's fine. So Juve been not really investing in the squad. Obviously, financial fair play has been an issue for them. That's why they're banned. But they have a top squad. They have good, good players. You've got Inter, AC Milan, yeah. and Napoli's going to be on the downward trajectory. They're going to so get they're going to get stripped of some of their good players. Mm. So even if those players stay, they're going to go back to where they are. It's Leicester City. It's one of those... Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. That's how I see it as well. So maybe it is the one logical signing that is Saudi Pro League besides all the retirees going there. Because Ruben Neves is the one that we brought up earlier. Yeah. Is the one that shook us all. Yeah, I know. Because that was a Man United move. And speaking of Man United moves, let's move on. Because like I said, we spoke enough nonsense now, Saudi League. Mm-hmm. Um, Manchester United, Rasmus Hoyland. Yes. Deal done. That's uh, that signing does not make a sense. Does not make sense. Why does it not make sense to you? He's he's not a prolific striker. I don't think he is. So I, what I think, him the ball. I think that Rasmus Hoyland has been signed for one reason and one reason only. Which is? is Eric Ten Hag has a very specific philosophy in his game, and players need to meet that philosophy. And there aren't many strikers that are good all round in the way Rasmus Hoyland is. Harry Kane is one. Mm-hmm. And Harry Kane has that extra element of being extremely prolific. But is the club going to push forward £100 million for a player who's in the last season of his contract? Or just hope that Spurs are going to keep him for an extra season? He's not going to sign a new contract and get him for free. I know Man United did it for Mason Mount, but again, Eric Ten Hag has very specific requirements that Mason Mount ticked all the boxes for him back in his Eredivisie loan days. So for me, Rasmus Hoyland, first of all, phenomenal at holding up play and playing on the last line. He plays on the last line and holds up play and allows the rest of the team to join that play, which is going to be extremely important in transition football that we're going to see coming in the Premier League, not just Manchester United. You're going to see a lot of players, a lot of teams playing in transition the way Arsenal did successfully last season, the way Man City have been doing successfully in terms of changing the layup in transition. Question, Marco. Uh, who's the player that Man United signed on loan? Because... Vaut Vegost. What has he done for you guys? Very little. Okay. But uh, he can hold play. <laughs> allow, allow the allow players, players to. <laughs> that, and that was all he could do. Yeah. Play but, off the line. But, so he's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a button on him. But yeah. Rasmus Hoyland. 2.0. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, 
Sorry, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing me. But Hoyland, he's he's fairly quick for a big boy. Good skill on the ball. Good all-round passing. Intelligent striker. And the one thing that impressed me most about him is the types of six-yard box goals that he scores. That Manchester United, if you look at the number of crosses that come across the six-yard box for Manchester United and there's no one there, has frustrated Manchester United fans for the longest time. And he, you look at a majority of those Atalanta goals, it's him tapping in in the six-yard box. He's an intelligent striker. He's got good movement. He's got skill. He's not been extremely prolific, but he's young. But he's, an, he's as all-round a young striker as I've seen in a long, long time in terms of he's, he's not bad in any one area at all. And I think that has determined the market value that he's managed to receive from the club. Okay, Haaland is also young, uh, but he can still bang in 35. Okay. I just wanted, prolific. I just wanted prolific. to ask, uh, 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 Tepi, can you mm. please just check? I think, if I'm not mistaken, he only scored about nine, nine goals. No, it's four. not extremely prolific. And, but he, he wasn't first choice for the first half of the season as well. But if you're not he first came off choice, a subs bench. So if you're not first choice, player. does it does it does it then warrant... The transfer nice. fee. Yes. Well, he became very much first choice and in demand from other clubs like PSG who are looking for a new striker. And in the same, he's been mentioned in the same breath as Victor Osimhen for clubs like PSG and Dusan Vlahovic, who Arsenal missed out on and would have been a great striker for Arsenal, I think, when no, he Jesus, went to Juventus. No, Jesus saved us. You know yeah. what? So it's actually 13 what? goals? 13 goals. Mm-hmm. But in football, what makes a great manager? It's seeing potential in players. Like Verhost. Hey, man. Oh, no, but from Atalanta. I'm sorry, um, um, Alain. It's so, actually nine. So nine. This, yeah. there's something that Cheng Heng saw. I think, I think that any real football scout or anyone who's going to look at Rasmus Hoyland and they're going to tell you the same thing, is that he's got all-round capabilities that he can develop. Atalanta is not a side that scores a bunch of goals mm. anyway. It's not like he's going to be fed a bunch of goals. Mm-hmm. Now, the concerning signing that's, that's more along my lines, and I know I'm sticking on Manchester United a little bit here, is the Moroccan midfielder um, that Man United are looking at now. Amrabat. Amrabat, yes. He concerns me because he's clearly being looked at for his ability to, to disrupt play in the same way Casimiro disrupts play. But Casimiro is a quarterback. Casimiro has a bunch of forward passes, key passes, brings That's people into football. play. American football. <laughs> <laughs> Rugby with shoulder pads. But and yes. If you look at the stats of Amrabat, yes, extremely successful at disrupting play, but very little going forward. No goals last season at Fiorentina. Okay, defensive midfielder, you're not asking for a bunch of goals. Mm-hmm. One assist, very few key chances made. Very few forward passes, but very tidy and good at disrupting play. Takes possession of the opposition and very tidy, keeps possession, doesn't waste a lot of passes, passing sideways and backwards, but doesn't create a lot of key opportunities either. So I think that that signing was really a, a, a cover situation, I think, for, for Casimiro, simply because he's prone to getting a red card here and there. Mm. Injuries as well. You know, he's at that point where he could get injured, so... I think having that kind of player like Amrabat to, you know, he doesn't really ruffle feathers. He'll, he'll do a job. You know, if mm-hmm. Casemiro plays 60, 70 minutes, you know, he's done. The game is secured. Bring him in to, you know, mess around a little bit, block things here and there. 
if Casemiro is injured or he's suspended, Amrabat has already built up 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you know, over over a sustained period of time. So he's ready to, you know, to go in and play, hold up the fort for, you know, one game, two games, three mm. games, then, you know, Casemiro comes back. And I think that's 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 probably where the thinking is. And you um, think just lay the ball to Bruno Fernandes, yeah, he'll it. make the magic happen. That's all he's really got to do. Because th- obviously the rumours are that they have to wait for Donny van der Beek to go, who's not had the greatest time at Manchester United at all. A player who had he lots was of also potential. part of the Ajax team that we spoke about the other week, right? Yes, he was. One and of them, van der Beek, de Jong. Yes. Yeah. Um, de Lucht. De Lucht. Yeah. The D's. All the D's. So anyway, for me, Amrabat would be a concerning one. But if Fred and... Donny van der Beek were to go, you do need Cover. numbers in, yeah. in the, on the bench. And Manchester United do concede a lot of very stupid goals, losing mm-hmm. possession on a stupid pass, letting yep. teams in very easy. Question. So that might be the thinking. Yep. Question. Uh, I think we are about to close now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Question. Uh, Super Sub, top three signings for you this season across all the leagues? Top three signings? So far. Hmm. Interesting. Everybody else will think about it. I just had to. Yeah, look, I mean, you started with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jude would be one. Okay, mm. fair point. Yeah, and one other signing that I think would be like prolific, and I think it was a bargain, and maybe I'll be called biased for this. I think Kovacic. Mm. I think, yeah, we'll sit after next season. We'll be like, yeah, that was a good buy. And if Jasko Vordial is the other Croatian that joins, yeah, what a, that would be a yeah. top, top signing. Yeah. yeah, that would be a top signing. But I think it's That'll very close that locking one. Up yeah, I think that's going to happen. It That'll didn't make sense why Chelsea defense. let him go. Eh? No, it did yeah, not. I Chelsea don't, don't seem to make a lot of sense. <laughs> They'll be making proper sense this season. I agree with that, actually. They'll be making plenty of sense. Yo, third one. I've been mm. saying it for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Move to the others. I'll bring you the third one. Okay. Tip. Mm-hmm. Your top three signings. My top three signings. Um, okay, so the one that we are still not too sure about right now is what's no, going I to mean happen to... No, I mean the one that uh, seen the, 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 the ink has dried. I think, um, I think Mares, I think Mares. Okay, okay. I think Mares. I think um, his decision to move was a very smart one to go to Al Ali. For him or the team? For, for him or the team? For him. I mean, I mean he doesn't have... Yeah, for himself. So I think from a financial based standpoint, on the value that a player is gonna bring to a team versus I, it's all Saudi league. Yeah, exactly. You're getting Benzema, you're getting Riyad yeah, Mahrez, yeah. you're getting yeah. Kante, you're getting top players. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think that to me, um, I'm not sure what's happening right now. I'm still interested in what's going to happen to Kane because I still think that his move once again is going to change how things might yeah. um, go when it comes to I the league. Contra is, is the bail paid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of Spurs prison. Mm. <laughs> Do you ever okay. happen to the owner? I yeah. saw it was trending. <laughs> but anyway. Leviat. Okay, so then I would say fantastic rice, big money, but good player. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Much. I mean, obviously all the Saudi league guys, that's been top, top signings. Yep. Uh, Real Madrid have done very good business so far. In in many assets. Oh, the young Turkish player that's gone to Real Madrid. For me, you're oh, gonna look yes. at that over the next ten seasons. Oh my goodness, he's what end a up player! At Arsenal like Odegaard. No, 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 no. No, he's too good. He's better than Odegaard. Odegaard. Was too good. 
Hey, and look what happened. Still. You went all the way and lost the league. So Aye. Arsenal never wanted to win the league. They were just competing. Hey, mm-hmm. easy to say when uh, <laughs> after the. But Talk now you have a gold me. kit. Huh? Now you have a gold kit. So maybe, maybe this year, yeah. Can I? Well, I suppose we had one last season as well. Aye, but the black one. Yes. My my top two signings. <laughs> it's Jude Bellingham going to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And I would have to agree with Kovacic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think City got a steal there. Yeah, so Christopher and Kunku? So I was actually going to, when you, when you were saying three, before the interest of time came in, mm-hmm. for me it was Jude Bellingham, um, Christian Kunku, and Nicholas Jackson. I think for a side that has struggled in those positions with attacking threat, goal scoring... Mm good movement between the lines, willing runners. Chelsea have really got something going there. And I think it's 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 going to be sad for for um for Chelsea when Jackson goes to Afcon with um with with Senegal, but hopefully by that time, you know, he's done enough to, you know, to keep things afloat. I, I see Mudrik ticking over. Mudrik uh, is looking very, very I think good. Yeah, so he's I'm starting scared. to score goals now. I'm scared <laughs> of this Chelsea side. Let me tell you right now, under Pochettino, this Chelsea side, they're, 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 they're the one to something. watch this season. Are you I guessing think him up? Hey, check po- him. <laughs> Pochettino, Pochettino <laughs> had Kane. Come I've on. Been, I've, and you I've couldn't been saying this. You couldn't yeah. break I've, anybody. I've been saying this. Um, Poch took a Spurs side to a Champions League that's final. That's saying a lot. Yes, final. Uh, that's they, saying a lot. Spurs. Do we remember them as winners? The Tiger Cup Spurs. winners. They won the Tiger the Cup. The Tiger Cup. Audi Cup. This is that's who he took, Lucas Mora, huh? to a Champions League final. Come now. So anyway, as I was being gassed up, I, I'm very, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very, very excited. The team is young. The team is energetic. Uh-huh. We've done a massive clear out. Literally got rid of Deadwood. Of not necessarily Deadwood. Yeah, but yeah. Deadwood. Kovacic is the only one that I Kovacic would say is the, is the, the one, one they missed out on. Yeah, but, but ballers, thank you so much. Hey. Ratix, thank you so much. Len, thank you. Super sub, thank you. Super sub B Tepi Worldwide, thank, thank you, you. Guys, ballers, thank you so much. It's been great. I really wanted to do a tactical analysis of Chelsea, but there's just no time. But uh, thank week. you so much. We have big news before we close. Yes. And thank you for staying on the video so long. I know we've gone a little longer. Guys, from this week coming, as it is August. This show is officially Onside ZA, powered by Betway. Thank you so much to Betway. We're part of the Betway team now. We're part of the Betway family. We're very proud of it. And the first episode actually drops on my birthday. Does it really? Yes. Aye, let's go. Let's go. Ballers, it was great meeting so many of you on Sunday at the Road to One Million yeah, events hey, as well. Oh, congratulations on the One Million party. Yes. Yes. Like... Uh, congratulations to the network and the team and everyone involved so thank you so much we're really proud to be brought to you by Betway hey that was a nice (laughs) surprise as well but uh, yes thank you see you on Friday we're out ciao where's our whistle